Talk Recorded live. Good morning, good morning, and praise the Lord, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Morning Manna to Live By. I am Apostle Rose White, your host and the pastor of the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church. We do want to thank each of you for joining us on today. We are looking forward to not only uh, a great day, but an absolutely wonderful week. This is a Thanksgiving week. Amen. And even though it's not just one day out of the year that we're thankful, but we're thankful every day. And we're grateful for today for the Lord allowing us to wake up to see a brand new day. And so with that on this morning, we have come to um, uh, to pray on today, to read and to hear the word of God. We've come to uh, uh, command our morning and to give God the first fruit of our day. And so for all of you that may be here, especially our new callers, I just want to say welcome this morning um, to any first-time callers, any guests that are listening uh, via the Internet, and even those that are listening at the in the archives. Um, at a later date and time. God bless you uh, on this day. Truly, this is the day that the Lord has made, and we're rejoicing in it. We're being exceedingly glad in it because the Lord is good. Now, we do like to ask that um, everyone uh, that you go to mute. And the reason why we ask, especially for our new callers that are not aware, we ask that everyone go to mute so that we can make sure that the lines are clear, that it's free um, from any noise, any background sounds, because we want to have ears to hear what God is saying to us each and every morning that we come together. God has a word for us. Amen. He has a word through his word if we have ears to hear. And so please go to mute, and you're able to do that by pressing the star six keys on your phone's keypad, or you can press the mute button if your phone has the mute button on it. Um, This will allow you to hear everything that is going on, but it prevents us from hearing everything that's going on in your background. We know that many people um, listen to our broadcast that are preparing for work Uh, parents that are having their children getting ready for school, or you just may still be in a reclining position and could, you know, fall back off to sleep. So whatever is going on, we won't hear any of that. We also ask that if you're using a wireless device, a cordless device, a Bluetooth, please turn the volume down. Uh, This will prevent, in the case of any um, static feedback, so please turn the volume down. We thank God that God gives us clear lines each morning, and we are praying to always have that at all times. And so with that said, uh, we our lineup uh, for today is I'm going to be coming um, to give our uh, invitation for the week. And um, also, uh, Brother Thomas, I think, is going to be reading. If not, I'll be reading the scripture on this morning. And we're actually going to be studying today um, from Ecclesiastes chapter 4. Please know that if you are new, um, this is a time that we study the word. And so we always like for you to come with your Bible. Never come without having your sword with you. So have your Bible. Bring also a pad, a pen. There are times when nuggets are dropped that may be something that the Lord has just for you. And so come always ready to make notes 
of what God may be speaking to you on an individual basis as he speaks to us all in a group basis. Amen. Um, Also, we do um, ask that you have um, uh, uh, invite others to listen in with you during this time so that they can take notes. We never know when God wants to speak to many, even families that come together at this time. Also, Minister Carla is going to be praying for us, taking our prayer requests on today. And so after our time of study, we're going to go right into a period of intercessory prayer. Amen. So I want you to bear with me for just a moment as we uh, open up our broadcast for this entire week as today in prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, we come right now, oh God, thanking you for this day. We give you praise, glory, and honor for allowing us uh, to see another work week, oh God, and allowing us to go to rest on last night and then wake up on today to see a beautiful day, a glorious day. Truly, this is the day that you have made, and we are going to rejoice and we're going to give you praise, glory, and honor. Now, Holy Spirit, we welcome you in our midst. We welcome you to be with us on today. We welcome you to saturate the airlines and, and to allow you to move freely throughout each and every morning. We thank you, Lord, on today, and we come against every contrary spirit, every unclean spirit, every spirit of sabotage that would try to hinder and block your people from coming to here each and every day. We thank you, O God, that this line will be an anointed line. It will be a line where your word can go forth freely and smoothly. We thank you, O God, that this will be a lifeline to someone and that as your word goes forth, that someone will grasp hold to your word, find hope for their situation, and will give them life and that more abundant. So we thank you, God, right now for every person that is already here and for those that are yet to come. We thank you for those that dial in each and every day into the studio, those that log on to the Internet. We thank you, God, for what you're doing, for what you are about to do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray and we say amen. Amen and amen. Well, this morning, um, our word for today is Magnified Monday. Come and magnify the Lord with me. The wisdom of God and the mind of Christ is being magnified on this Magnified Monday. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, today we are um, reading from Ecclesiastes chapter 4, and I am reading from the King James Version, um, and it reads as thus. So I returned and considered all the oppressions that I've done under the sun, and behold the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comforter. And on the side of their oppressors, there was power, but they had no comforter. Wherefore, I praise the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. Yea, better is he than both they, which have not yet been, who have not seen the evil work that is done under the sun. Again, I considered all travail and every right work that for this a man is envied of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. 
The fool foldeth his hands together and eateth his own flesh. Mm. Better is a handful with quietness than both the hands full with travail and vexation of spirit. Then I returned, and I saw vanity under the sun. There is one alone, and there is not a second. Yea, he hath neither a child nor brother. Yet is there no end of all his labor. Neither is his eye satisfied with riches. Neither saith he, for whom do I labor? And bereave my soul of good. This is also vanity. Yea, it is a sore travail. Two are better than one, because they have a good reward for their labor. For if they fall, the one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him that is alone when he falleth, for he hath not another to help him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Better is a poor and a wise child than an old and foolish king who will no more be admonished. For out of prison he cometh to reign, whereas also he that is born in his kingdom becometh poor. I I considered all the living which walk under the sun with the second child that shall stand up in his stead. There is no end of all the people, even of all that have been before them. They also that come after shall not rejoice in it. Surely this also is vanity and vexation of spirit. I've read the entire fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes, and we thank God for his holy word that we know is blessed. Amen. Um, Today, this particular chapter sort of, uh, is a, a walks hand in hand with the previous and a continuation uh, of the wise old sayings and, and words of, of Solomon. And when we look here at these first three verses at the very beginning, you know, Solomon is talking about um, the people who are powerless. You know, he's showing us a people who uh, are being oppressed. And we know that, you know, powerful members of any community, a lot of times, and it's sad to say, but we got to call it as we see it, you know, they do oftentimes uh, use their privileged positions to oppress uh, uh, people that have no power, you know. So the oppressed seem to hear Solomon shows they don't have anywhere to turn to. There's nowhere for them to go um, that will give them the support and the comfort that they need. You know, it's sad. Even for us today in 2016, we look around in our own society um, and we can see much of what was going on uh, in Solomon's day in the society that he lived. I mean, they were being plagued by social injustice. Is that not what we're seeing now? You know, we've got a lot of that right now in our own community, a lot of social injustice. Constantly we hear it on the news. And there's a domination Um, that's taken place by these people that are considered powerful, people that are are sitting in high places, 
you know, and, and the less privileged members that is within our own communities, they find themselves at the mercy uh, of these folks. You know, we're at the mercy a lot of times of these folks that, that are in these places of great position that can sort of do like they want to do. But I, my mind went back, and I began to look at other scriptures, um, even in the Old Testament over in the book of Amos, uh, both chapter 5 and chapter 8. And one thing that I've noticed when it came to the Old Testament prophets, they, they showed us something important, that it was usually the widows and the orphans who were oppressed. See, they, they were uh, being cheated by powerful and wealthy people. We see that now. You know, children that are left out here alone, um, you know, that may not have parents, and they are taken advantage uh, by folk and, and even widows. That's why God speaks so uh, much for us to, to pray and to help the widows and the orphans. That's our duty uh, as believers in Jesus Christ. And so Solomon said here um, in verse 1 that he considered the many ways in which the powerful uh, take advantage uh, of others in the world. See, the oppressed, again, they, they are suffering injustices by the hands of powerful and wealthy people. And Solomon was, was seeing these people in tears. You know, they weren't comforted. Uh, and, and, and comfort means to assist somebody in need. If only we can be committed to show forth the expressions of love that Christ uh, showed. You see, the, these oppressors that are in authority, they are cheating others, and they have the power, guess what, to do whatever they want. And there's something money gives a, a lot of people that power to sort of feel like they're above the law, and they carry on and do what they want to do. And then as we look at verse 2, it's hard when life is so bad that those who are dead are, are much better than those of us who are still alive. Isn't that something? That's, that's what Solomon is saying. You know, he was congratulating those who had died under oppression that, you know, now they're better off than, than us that still living here under the oppression. And really, let the truth be told, it's, it's, it's true. You know, at least they don't have to deal with no more of this foolery. <laughs> as Pastor Baker would say, enough of the foolish stuff. And then verse 3. You know, uh, he's dealing now with even those uh, children, those that are, have not even yet been born, come forth from that mother's womb. Solomon is giving praise for them. You know why? Because they haven't yet seen the evil things that people do to one another. You know, they don't, they, they're considered to be better off. We even say today, you know, they're, they're um, uh, children that are born today, they come into trouble. They come into crisis. They come into issues. You know, so it's better off for what Solomon is saying that you don't even be born. You know, no need of having to come into an evil and wicked generation of people that's mind is constantly conjuring up how they can hurt somebody else. But then when we look at verses 4 to 6, it's dealing with attitudes, people's attitudes when it comes to the big curse word, work, <laughs> W-R-K. Always say because a lot of people just don't want to work. Um, they don't want to toil, and that's what the theme about is with these particular verses. It's given motives, you know, uh, uh, the reason why people work. I mean, he, uh, Solomon is pointing out uh, about people that are also right out uh, lazy and gives some some observations uh, of what will happen to them that don't work. And so verse 4, you know, he shows us that a lot of times the, the motive behind working is competition, and that's how People compete. They go, uh, there are rivals that are going on. And so he is stating that this is vanity. 
There's a vexation of spirit. He can't even begin to understand why people go to work just to compete against somebody else. That just don't make good sense to me. That's the craziest thing. But they do. Uh, even verse 5, he talks about that lazy man. You know, we talk a lot about that in Proverbs. Proverbs don't have no problem with dealing with folks that, that, that are lazy. And so here, you know, uh, uh, the word laziness is shown to us again. You know, he talks about the food. That lazy man, he's a fool. He refuses to go to work. And so a man that don't work, don't eat. You know, if you don't work, you don't have no food. And so what happens? You destroy your own selves. It's better to do something if it ain't nothing but going out here picking up cans and recycling paper. As long as we do something, therefore, you can continue to sustain yourself, get a little something to eat. And then verse 6, there's uh, 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 Solomon that just has so many wise words, even though a lot of times he didn't live up to that, you know, and uh, ended up dying. But he was still, he had, there were words that came out of his mouth that was such great wisdom. I mean, he said that it's better, you know, a handful with quietness. I love the quietness. You know, it says that having both your hands full with travail and vexation and spirit. In other words, Solomon was saying it's better to gain a little without a whole lot of work, without a whole lot of effort, than to get a whole lot. And what are you doing? You're working yourself crazy, working two and three jobs. You know, you, you're totally stressed out, overworking. You know, it's useless trying to control everything, wanting to obtain everything. And at the end of the day, you have nothing to show for it, you know, so it's just better to have a little and you got a peace of mind. It's better to take that one that you're doing, you know, have less effort and let it sustain you. Do with that little and allow and trust God to magnify that and turn it into much. That's a work. Many people can't even fellowship, can't read the word, can't pray, can't come to church, can't fellowship, can't do anything. Why? Because they're working two and three and four jobs. And then verses 7 to 12, it talks about another important value, and, and that's just the, uh, the, the value of companionship, having companions, having others that are around you to assist you, to aid you, to help you. You know, so verse 7, you know, again, there is something that was puzzling Solomon, things that he observed, things that he, he saw and that he watched and had seen. You see, verse 8, he saw a person who didn't have nobody. That person was all alone. It was a solitary, lonely individual. And guess what? They were toiling, constantly they were working. Here you got a worker. He don't have no relatives. He don't have no children. He's working all the time, and he still ain't satisfied. Ain't that something? Y'all remember people like that, working, 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 and they still mumbling, grumbling, and complaining. Still ain't never enough. They, they all broke down by working, but they still can't seem to get ahead. And so here Solomon is asking the question, who do I labor for? Why am I bereaving my own soul, you know, of good? You know, he said, who am I working so hard for? Well, who's benefiting behind all this? Who's going to get the benefits? You see? And there are many people that do that. I've seen folk that constantly. You know, unfortunately, I was one of those back in the day, you know, working two jobs. And at one time in my life, I had three of them. You know? And then in verse 9, you know, Solomon now is coming to a conclusion, very important conclusion that is a, a great lesson for us to pay attention to, that two are better than one. No man is an island. I, I strongly believe that. And when you hear people say, you don't know, I don't need nobody. I don't have to have nobody. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy by myself alone. You know, 
And so it is, you can do lots of things alone, but it's a powerful thing when they're two, you know. And that's not saying whether it's a husband or wife, but it's two in general, two in a partnership, two in a business deal, you know, two uh, in, in church. Even Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. You know, everything works out more powerful when there are two versus one. So this is meaning that a person uh, um, has, if he has uh, one friend, that's better than being by yourself and having none. See, two is a good number. Each one can benefit from the other. I think about a job, an assignment. I think about even what we do in the refuge. You know, uh, two is is a great word. Two can get stuff accomplished while one is working the front and another's working the back. You know, two is getting lots of things done. And guess what? When there are people walking and working side by side, guess what? Everybody prospers. It's a win-win situation for everyone. And when people can learn how to work together and walk together, they'll have a good outcome. I went back this morning because the Holy Spirit had me to go and to search out, and I saw in Deuteronomy 32 and 30, it says one chase a thousand. You know, a lot of times we, we quote those scriptures without fully understanding or thinking about it. It says two put 10,000 to flight. Can you, can you see that? Look at the, ma- the major difference. One, only a thousand. But two, look, 10,000. I mean, that's, that's more than double. That's amazing. So two is so much more powerful than the one. Not to say one can't do, but a, a aid and help and partnership is so much better. I use the, the wording many times, you know, a, a teamwork makes a dream work. And so when you got a team, awesome stuff can really take place. And then in verse 10, you know, Solomon is adding here even more support to that, to, you know, to that verse, verse number nine. You know, he's stating uh, uh, the power of two. See, it's difficult for one person who falls down uh, if there's not anybody else around them to, you know, to come to their aid, to come to their help. And, and I'm going to give a good example, and I'm sure, you know, my brother would, would not mind. And I thank God for him because a lot of times he goes through many health challenges and such a blessed man that loves people. You know, but on, on yesterday, we had even a little incident. He had noticed that he was struggling a little bit with breathing, and he found himself a little weak. And I was in the other room watching television and trying to anyway, and uh, he had called for me. And I was able to quickly go to discover, you know, I, I noticed that he was slumping over, and he seemed I'm like, what in the world? And uh, all of a sudden, as he pointed to the machine, I went and I picked up to see what was going on. Well, the top wasn't secure. You know, to the to the to the water um, that was going into his oxygen machine, so it wasn't providing a proper flow through the tubing. Now, had he been alone by himself, there could have been a deadly consequence. You know, a deadly result. You see, so two is a good number over one. When one falls, there's another one that's right there to help them up. Amen. And so it's a good a good thing when there are two that is present, two, that is walking together and working together. And then in verse 11, uh, another observation that that Solomon, you know, that that he was making about two people. It's talking about now, you know, if two people lie together, they keep each other warm. 
You know, in the wintertime, when it's when it's snow and ice and it's, it's freezing, you know, we can try to put on lots of stuff and put on lots of covers and do what we possibly can. But what if you don't have that? You know, I being a person that loves Western movies, um, you know, I have seen many times when they've been out on the plane and been out in the open, and it has been cold. And if there were two people together, sometimes they had to actually lie together in order to bring forth warmth. You see, that lying together is not something that's dealing with a sexual type of thing, but it's just there to bring body warmth, to keep each other warm. It's better to lie together to bring warmth than to be separate and die from the elements of the weather. See? So, again, we're dealing with the power of two. And as we look at verse 12, verse 12 actually is two parts. That's the way I saw it as I began to look at this this morning. See, the first part speaks about a fight. You know, if, if you have one person to fight, then, you know, and if you're a pretty good fighter, you, you, you may have a good chance of winning. But the thing is different if you got two brothers coming after you or two sisters coming after you. <laughs> you know, uh, um, we, we, unless we happen to be a Bruce Lee or a Rambo, we're going to probably lose that fight. Why? Because now we're fighting against two rather than one. Two is a powerful number. And then the second part of verse 12, it talks about that threefold cord. My, my, my. This is talking about that, that rope. It's a rope or, or it has been um, described as a cord that has been formed out of three strands, twisted or literally plaited together. You know, that, that has been tied together, twisted together, plaited together, it ain't, it ain't easy to break. That thing is hard, you know, to break. And that's a quick example of something that's not quickly broken. And I thought about the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. That's a powerful cord right there. It can't be broken. And then I think about a husband and wife that is under the authority and leadership and being led by God as their head. That's a powerful cord right there. That's a force to be reckoned with. And any two people that are touching and agreeing, standing, uh, under the word and in the word of God and trusting in the Lord God and the leading of the Holy Spirit, that's a powerful threefold core, not easily broken. And so this is why I truly believe, not just as a cliche, because we've heard people say it, but because it is a powerful force behind it, that a family that prays together truly can't stay together. You know, why? Because they're praying, they're locking hands, and they're believing in the Lord God to make everything all right. I love it when I, I used to observe husband and wives kneeling together, glory to God, holding hands and praying together. See, we got so, we didn't got so religious where people think in the church you shouldn't even hold hands together in the church. I like the devil is a lie. Let that husband and wife hold them hands together. Let them lift them hands together unto the Lord and pray. There's a powerful force right there, powerful. And then when we look at verses 13 to 16, speaks about wisdom, even in politics. See, this is something that is much needed uh, in our society today, and especially in the political arena, and that's wisdom. See, verse 13 is talking about the poor, you know, uh, talking about a wise youth who is, is literally more commendable than that king who thinks he got it all together, he know it all, you know, but he's foolish. You got a ruler, one that's in authority, a president a governor, you know, a senator, somebody that's supposed to be ruling. Uh, but guess what? They, they're unteachable. 
They're uncoachable. You know, they're not humble. They're full of pride and won't accept advice of another. And there are many who feel that because they've arrived in their 50s, their 60s, their 70s or older, that they can't receive counsel from one who is much younger. See, but the scriptures here beg the difference. Life itself has proved that to be. See, when we fail to listen and heed sound advice, we become foolish. We're unteachable. We're full of pride. And the Bible tells us that pride always comes before a fall. And then verse 14 goes on to even elaborate and take it to another level, stating that even if a young person, a young ruler comes, he can be coming from prison, and all of a sudden he becomes king. Here is a person that came from the other side of the track. You know, always been told you never be nothing, never amount to nothing. You know, your mama was nothing. Your daddy was nothing. You came from a poor family. Y'all didn't have anything. You can't even speak proper English. But guess what? God will take that person from the prison and move him into the palace. Glory to God. And even if he is born poor, you know, in the kingdom, guess what? He's going to eventually rule. And so it's better for him to rule than to have an old foolish king, somebody that won't even listen and heed sound warning. My, my, my. It's powerful words here. Solomon is truly a wise man, and if we would just learn to listen to some of these things, we can grow from and glean from, you know, because a lot of times we do feel like because I'm saved, you can't tell me anything. But there are things that we can learn from anyone. There are things that we learn how to eat the fish and spit out the bones. Take, take in what is good, that is wholesome, you know, and allow ourselves to glean from that. And even in verse 15, we note that Solomon is about to offer even more observations here. He had observed that, you know, some things about everyone, about how they do and, and what they did each and every day. You know, just like that youth who was able to stand in his place, now he's showing two other things. First, you know, there's something between that youth and all the living, and then there's a contrast here showing the standing and they're moving about. There's a common concept. They're all under the sun. They're under it. And so Solomon is observing everybody going about their daily lives, and he saw another youth that was standing there. And so lastly, in our last verse for today, in verse 16, Solomon is continuing his description. Now we got a third youth. He's observing some stuff. And he appears now to be elaborating on what we had talked about and on a theme. There's a large number of people. You know, there are people here, even in verse 15. And he said there ain't no end of all these people. See, the phrase of all the people is referring to all of those that are living back in verse 15. And so this number that he's talking about is beyond measure. Solomon literally saw a large crowd of people. He saw former generations. He saw generations that was not even born yet were yet to come. And guess what? All those people, they didn't appreciate now this youth, this new youth, you know. And so he, he said his favorite saying, all is vanity. This also is vanity and vexation in spirit. Oh, my goodness. In closing this morning, as we look at all that Solomon has spoken, you know, we notice about the failure of the community to even acknowledge the significance of youth. See, that's why we used to always hear, you know, the youth are our future generation. 
the youth is what's going to take us into a, a whole nother era, you see. And, and it's uh, so uh, understandable and clear. This is a situation that's beyond comprehension. And that's why Solomon says it's vanity. And so I pray today that as we prepare to go into prayer and even leave off this broadcast, that as we go forth today, that we'll meditate on these words, thinking on the many who, you know, who have been and are being oppressed by mean taskmasters, that we will pray for them. You know, as we stand in the grocery lines, that we will learn to become more sensitive to the people that are around us. Because sometimes we, we come in the midst of people that are going through some bad times. When they leave that grocery store, they leave that bank, or they leave wherever they're at, they're going into a place where they may be beaten, they may be abused, they may be just talked to any kind of way. And then let us remember our young people. Keep them constantly up before the Lord at all times. Because our young people, our children, are our future. They really are. And we've got to pray that they will make wise decisions that they will be able to do what we never were able to do and that we will help them stand beside them and push them into their destiny, that we will catapult them into their future, not pulling them back because we think we know more, but that we will recognize that they have a wisdom that we have not yet obtained and that they will see things in a different way, but that they will use godly wisdom. Amen. God bless you all on today. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Good morning. I am Mr. Carla. I'll be taking your prayer request on this morning. So if you have any prayer requests this morning, I'll be taking those now. Amen. 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 Um, Minister Carla, if you would... Um, if you would lift up, uh, I have a, a couple um, that have asked for prayer requests. Uh, I want to make sure. Uh, it's um, uh, Gary and Tricia today. Uh, if you would lift Gary up, who has to go through um, an endoscopy and uh, just having a lot of issues with the stomach. So we want to pray for healing uh, for him on today. Uh, we got a message late last night from them. and. Pray for his wife, Tricia, today, and also for all of those that are uh, preparing for um, tests uh, on today, on this morning, specifically those that are going in today, that they will, you know, believe God for a good report. Also want to continue to pray for Brother Thomas for continued healing and strength, even in his body, and and for clear breathing passages um, on today. And for all of those that have lung problems, we still have lots of smoke that is in our atmosphere from the fires that are going on. So I want to lift up all those that that have breathing problems, asthma, um, you know, lung issues, that God will preserve them and keep them until they get these fires under control. Thank you so much, um, Minister Carla, for praying for us today. Amen. God be the glory. Amen. Minister Carla, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me just ask if you will also lift up, uh, remember Pastor Baker, um, you know, for her healing, complete and total um, healing as well. We want to pray her strength and all of her family, all of her children, both here and abroad. Amen. 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 Yeah. <clears throat> 
Hallelujah. Are there any more on this morning? Amen. If all hearts and minds are clear, we will begin to pray. Hallelujah. Because God said in his word, the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we enter into your presence with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter into your presence with a mouth full of praise on this morning, Father. Father, we just praise you, Father God. We glorify you. We magnify you on this morning, Father God. Father, we exalt you. We praise your name today, Father God, for you are worthy to be praised. Father, we thank you for being the Alpha and the Omega on today. We thank you for being the author and the finisher of our lives on today, Father God. Father, we thank you for being the parter on today, Father, for we are the clay, hallelujah. Father, we ask that you just continuously mold us on today, Father God. Father, we just thank you for being the redeemer on today, being our redeemer on today. Father, we thank you for being the promise keeper on today. Father, we just thank you for being God all by yourself on today, God. We thank you for being love. We thank you for being peace. We thank you for being joy on today, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for being Jehovah Jireh. We thank you for being Jehovah Rapha today. We thank you, Father God, for being the medicine on today. Father, we thank you for being that healer on today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for being an atmosphere changer on this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for your presence on this morning. But God, you didn't have to do it, but you did it for us. You deemed us worthy, Father God, on this morning to sup with us this morning. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for your fresh manner this morning. We thank you, Father God, for you didn't have to do it this morning, but you deemed us worthy. Father, we thank you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, for being able to die on this morning. Hallelujah. 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 We just thank you this morning. We glorify you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 For you're worthy to be praised this morning. You're worthy to be praised this morning. You're worthy to be praised on this morning. Hallelujah, Father. We just thank you this morning for another time of fellowship. We thank you for another time of unity to come together, to be in your presence, to mingle our voices together one more time. Father, we thank you for giving us one more time to get it right today. Father, we thank you for this a promised day that you deemed us worthy to see. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for the movement of our limbs, Father. We thank you for being able to hear, being able to see, Father. But most of all, we thank you for being able to lift our voices to the heavens and to praise you this morning, to glorify you this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Father, we just want to thank you for waking us up clothed in our right mind. Father, we just thank you for starting us on our way on today. We just thank you for being able to give you our first fruit of the morning. We just thank you, Father God, for your strength this morning. We just thank you, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just come before you this morning. 
Humble, we come before you with repentant hearts on today, God, asking you to forgive us of our sins, our sins of omission. Forgive us of our sins of commission. Forgive us of our transgressions, Father. Forgive us of our iniquities on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we ask that you just touch the hearts of your children on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you just touch our hearts, God. Father, we ask that you remove everything that is not of you, Father God. Go inside the secret chambers of our heart, Father God. Uproot anything that is not of you, Father God, on this morning. Everything that's causing hindrances, Father God. Everything that's causing us to lose focus, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, remove all those distractions, Father God, that's been suppressed and oppressed in our hearts on today, Father God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against that spirit of forgiveness. We bind up that spirit of unforgiveness on this morning, and we release a spirit of forgiveness over your children's hearts on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, we bind up jealousy. We bind up envy. In the mighty name of Jesus, and we command them to go to dry places on today. We release love. We release joy. We release peace over your children's hearts on today. Father, I ask that you heal the hearts of your children. Father God, we come against the those scars of abandonment, those scars of disappointment, those scars of rejection. Father, we ask you that you apply the healing balm on the hearts of your children on today. Father, we ask that you create in us a clean heart and a renew a right spirit within us on today. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father, we ask that you teach us how to love on today in the mighty name of Jesus, because you said in your word that he that knoweth not God is for God is love. He that knoweth not love. God, we thank you for being loved on this morning. We thank you for being loved on this morning. Father, show us how to love, Father. Show us how to have charity, God, for one another in the mighty name of Jesus. Show us how to walk together in unity, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we come against every ism and schism in the body of Christ. We come against every ism and schism in every ordained relationship that you brought together on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we declare and decree that your children shall walk in unity, Father God. One heart, one mind, one God, on one accord on today. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, turn the hearts of your children, Father God. Turn their hearts where they will love, Father God. Love in spirit and in truth. Love in purity, Father God. For you said, love covers a multitude of sins. Father God, we just thank you right now, Father God, that we will have love love for one another. Father, where we will love our fellow brothers, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, that we will be the light, Father God, that we will be the salt of the earth, Father God. We thank you even now. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father, you said that let all things be done with charity. Father, give us that heart of charity this morning. Give us that heart of charity on this morning, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Father God. Help us to shed the thinking of this world, God. Help us to be set apart, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, help us to continue to walk in you, Father God. Be that light, Father, that 
thought that you asked us to be, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you, Father, for moving in the lives of your children even now, Father. Father, we ask that you touch the minds of your children on today. Father, for you are my restorer, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against every mental. We come against every mental illness on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against it now. We bind them up. We bind up schizophrenia. We bind up the mental. We bind up Parkinson. We bind up, Father God, those mind tormented spirits on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And we command them to go. We declare and decree that they are walking in their right mind. Father, release the mind of you over your children today. Bind their mind to your mind on today. Father, restore their minds, Father God. Restore their minds, Lord. We ask that you strengthen them even now, Father God. We lift up our pastors, Father God, our leaders, Father God. Father, we ask that you strengthen them, Father God, on today to continue to press, to continue to push, to continue to go and endure, Father God. We pray for their minds, we pray for their bodies, we pray for their hearts, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray Psalm 91 over them, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I ask you today that you send those that are called by your name that will lift up their leaders, that will support their leaders, Father God, that will be a listening ear to their leaders, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, you send those nations, God, today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, cover our leaders, cover our leaders, Father God. So many of them, Father God, are falling, God. So many of them are falling, Father God. We just pray for them this morning, God. We pray their strength, Lord. We pray their strength today, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for our leaders today, Father. We thank you for our pastors, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for them on this morning. Hallelujah, Father. Father, we ask that you just move today, Lord God, by your might today, Father God. For you, there are so many needs on today, Lord God, within your children, God. Father, we ask that you heal on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we lift up Gary this morning, Father God. Father, we ask that you touch his body this morning. Father, we pray for a good report on this morning, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, for you are the healer. You are Jehovah by the day and we standing on your promises because Jesus you said by your stripes we are healed. You said it in your word and we believe it today Father in the mighty name of Jesus. We lift up Brother Thomas today Lord God. We lift up each and every person this morning that are going respiratory going through respiratory problems on this morning. Father we ask that you open up their airways their air their air Open up their respiratory systems on this morning, Father God. Opening up their lungs, expanding their lungs, Father God. Restoration to their lungs, Father God, to normal, proper functioning on today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you strengthen their bodies, Father God, as they continue to go. Lord, raise their oxygen levels, Father, for you know what they are in need of, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you touch their bodies, Father. Heal their bodies, Father God. For as they're pointing on today, we declare it and decree it, Father God. They are healed in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we lift up those who are preparing for tests on today. 
Those who are going to the doctors on today, Father, we pray that you go before them and make every cricket way straight, Father. Father, we pray for those test results on today, that they will be positive, Father God. They will be uplifting, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we even pray for them now that they will believe you and not the doctors on today, for they know that you are a healer. They will stand on their faith. They will stand on your promises today, Lord God, knowing that you are moving. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, that you are in control. That faith will not waver today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we just thank you for moving in your lives today, Father God. We thank you for Sister Trisha today. We thank you for her healing. Father, we thank you for Pastor Baker's restoration and complete healing in her body from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet on this morning. Father, we thank you for the newness in her body even now, God. We thank you for a restoration even now, God, in the mighty name of Jesus, Father. We lift up her children, Father God, here and abroad. We lift up her family. We lift up all family members on today. Father, we pray for a hedge of protection around them this morning. We plead the blood over them this morning as they go to and fro, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for every journey that has to be taken today. We thank you for keeping them through their trials and tribulations of the day. Father, we thank you for their testimonies that will come forth from this day alone in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for our family units. We plead the blood over them. We declare we declare the decree that they shall live and not die to declare the works of the Lord. That they shall live and be your servants unto the kingdom. That the family unit will be held a standard to our other families of the world, God. That your men and women that you ordained to be married. That your men and women that you brought together in the family unit, Father. Father God, let them be an example to the world, God, that they can serve you and everything will be all right. And it's okay. Father, we just thank you for our families this morning. We thank you for the unity of our families in the mighty name of Jesus. We come against that rebellious spirit amongst the family. We come against that spirit of division amongst the family on today, Father God. We bind it up even now and command it to go in the mighty name of Jesus. And we release the Holy Spirit over the family units. We release unity. We release peace that surpass all understanding. Father, continue to give the husbands hearts for their wives and the wives hearts for their husbands. Continue to give the children hearts for their parents and the parents hearts for their children. Oh, today, Father God, preach the hearts of your children today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. You bring those father, fathers home. You bring those mothers home. You bring those children home in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for moving over our family unit today, Father God. We thank you for the breaches that have been repaired even now in the family unit, Father God. You touch those spiritual families as well. Father, you bring them home. You bring them together. Touch them, Lord God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Well, today, Father God, we lift up each and every bereaved family this morning. Father, we ask that you touch them hearts on today, God. Touch their hearts today, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Give them that peace that surpasses all understanding on today. Father, keep them in perfect peace. Father, we ask that you just massage their hearts on today. Let them know that everything is going to be 
ability, huh? but we can't stay there. We have to keep pressing. We have to keep pressing. Father, you send those men and women who are ordained by you, who are called by your name, to be a pillar of support that will rally around them, that will speak life over them, those that will be a listening ear, a shoulder to cry on. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you for the bereaved family. We pray for traveling grace and mercy for the bereaved families. Father, we pray for those who are traveling by air, land, and sea on today. Father, we ask that you sit you give a hedge of protection around them today. Give them traveling grace, traveling mercies on today in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, for you are the pilot. You are the driver. Father, we just thank you and bind up those accidents, Lord God, on the road on today in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, today, we lift up each and every person on this line, Father God. Father, you know their needs. You know their desires. You know what they want to do in this time and this season. Father God, we ask that you move mighty, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you continue to strengthen your children, continue to strengthen their minds, continue to strengthen their hearts, continue to strengthen their bodies, Father God, so they continue to press, so they continue to go. And not throw in the towel, for we're not done. Continue to press in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we pray and please the blood over this prayer this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, we come against every spirit of sabotage and every spirit of retaliation. We bind them up and command them to go in the mighty name of Jesus. For we know the blood of Jesus, the blood of Jesus on this morning. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah. And it is Jesus' precious name. We thank you. We glorify you. And we magnify you on this morning. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We magnify you, Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for the woman of God. We thank you for Minister Carla pouring out her heart to you today, O oh God. And, Father, we ask right now that you would restore her and refill her cup on today. We thank you for meeting all of her needs according to your riches and glory. We thank you for her family being blessed on today as she has poured out for us today and interceded on our behalf. God, we ask that you would do for her what needs to be done. We thank you now. We believe and we do receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. To God be the glory. What a powerful prayer. What a wonderful prayer and a time of intercession. To God be all the glory. Amen. Well, we want to take this time to open up if there is anyone that has any praise reports. Hallelujah. You know, we get a joy every time we get an opportunity of hearing what God is doing in your life. And so if there is anyone that have uh, a praise report, then we ask that you would go ahead and make your request, uh, um, uh, let us know your praise reports today so that we can celebrate with you. Amen. 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 Good morning, and thanks to the Most High God. I just thank and praise God for being here. I just thank you for being a healer this morning. I just thank God for the joy that has been my soul. I just thank God for peace. This morning, that's the path all understanding. I 
just thank God for morning manner. I've missed all of you, but I just thank and praise God for just being God and allow me to be here another day, another Monday morning. Hallelujah. Glory to God for morning manner. I love you. Amen. And I appreciate each and every one of you. Amen. To God be the glory today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a joy it is to hear your voice on this morning. God bless you, Pastor Baker. We love you. We truly have missed you and glad you were able to to be in on today. Amen. Are there any other praise reports on this morning? Amen. Amen. Well, we do thank and praise the Lord for this time that we've been able to be together uh, on today, on this Monday morning. Wonderful, wonderful day. So that's here in North Carolina. It's a very cold day, though, in the 20s, I do believe. So uh, we don't have our weatherman with us on this morning. (laughs) Amen. But we thank and praise the Lord for allowing the Son of Jesus to shine brightly on the inside of us, giving us that great radiance of warmth and heat on the inside. And so with that said, just want to uh, remind everyone to join us back here at 6 o'clock a.m. Eastern and 5 Central um, about our Morning Matter broadcast. Post it on your timeline for those of you that are on Facebook. Um, I had a pastor this morning um, ask me to make sure that we post even on his timeline um, in his various areas where he is at. And uh, we really want to start to fill these lines up. I'm believing God that he's going to start filling up these lines. That even when we open up, we're going to be having a a different kind of line beginning January. We're going to try um, a different type of line um, uh, that will allow those that are calling in from other parts of the world where they will have a line, a number that um, matches their country code so that they can dial in and listen You see, because we want to spread the gospel all around the globe. We want people all around the world to be able to be an active part um, of what God is doing. And so we pray. We ask that you all pray with us um, as we look into seeing if that's going to be a good um, uh, platform for us to be able to, to go into because it would allow thousands of people to be able to call in. Um, at one time, dial in to listen in um, from their area. Amen. And so we'll see what the Lord has to say about that. But for the time being, continue to invite, continue to share, continue to let other people know about the Morning Matter broadcast. We also want to announce um, that everyone, please go to our website at www.kogfellowshipchurch.org. Um, it is constantly evolving. And so there are more things that have been added, a, a page of prophecy. Um, There is a a page for testimonies. Um, There are uh, new things that we have put out to prepare even as we're getting ready for the 21-day prayer and fasting and consecration beginning January the 1st. Um, And it's going to be culminated on that last day, that Saturday the 21st, um, with our uh, C2P 2017 Call to Prayer Summit. Um, on that Saturday. And so go to our website, look under the news section. You'll see uh, information that's talking about that fast, preparing now as we need to prepare our minds, our heart, our bodies uh, before January 1st, you know. And so we begin now because many have not gone on a 21-day fast, and so and some haven't fasted for perhaps a couple of years. So we want to make sure that our hearts and minds are conditioned as well as our bodies ready to take on the task 
um, of three entire weeks. Amen. And so go there on a regular basis. There are many things that we're adding and changing, um, altering, and wanting to keep everyone abreast of what we are doing here in the earth realm. Hallelujah. And so, again, we do want to thank God for all of you that have been with us on this morning, have participated. Thank you, Minister Carla, um, this morning for praying so fervently for us on today and for all that have tuned in by dialing into the studio and listening via our chat room or online. To God be the glory for all of you on this day. Truly, the Lord is good, and he is worthy to be praised. Amen. And so at this particular time, we are going to get ready to uh, close out on this morning. And I am going to ask um, Minister Carla um, if she would give us our benediction scripture on today, coming from Jude 24 and 25. Hallelujah. Never know what I might call. (laughs) Amen. Minister Carla, amen. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Now it says, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to to the only wise God, our Savior, whose glory, whose whose alone is, uh oh, wait. Okay, who alone is wise, be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen, amen, amen. 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 On behalf of all of us here at the Kingdom of God Fellowship Church, I want to just thank you all for being here. We look forward to being back with you in the morning right here at the same station, same time. God bless you, family. I love you much. Shalom. Good job, Minister Carla. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Love you all. Love you all. <laughs> Love you Amen. Let's walk in our magnified Monday. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Minister Carla. Amen. Remember, it's magnified Monday. Absolutely. <laughs> Amen. God bless you, Evangelist. Enjoy your day. Thank you. Thank you so Amen. much. Love you hey, all. Love you more. God bless you, Minister. Pastor Baker, we love you. We love you, Pastor Baker. Love you, Pastor Simon. Amen. Amen. I will let you know. Have a good day. You all have a wonderful day. Thank you. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Amen.